This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I'm supposed to run out of gas because I think I am. All right, we'll be ready for you. Coming to you here. Coming to you. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo' sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's post uh, <laughs> New Hampshire hunting season started, so I'm walking down this dirt road, getting ready to climb in a stand. We uh, we went into New Hampshire, you know, thinking we were going to be a little bit better than we had been there in the past, and the car was great, uh, practiced pretty well, we qualified pretty decent, we've been struggling in qualifying, and we got real aggressive with how to set the car up, and that worked out really good. Qualifying was good. It's been such a struggle. So anyways, uh, I was pretty happy Saturday with the balance of the car. Had a couple little things that I was a little worried about at the end of practice as the track kind of tightens up toward the end of the last practice. Uh, but when we started the race, we had some great restarts moving forward, passing cars, and being aggressive on restarts. And felt like that we had a pretty good car so uh yeah we ran in the top five most of the day we were uh, a little bit tight in the center uh we were kind of loose off but i could adjust that with the track bar we really like my car on the long runs it wasn't as good as the 20 or the 11 they seem to have good the good long run speed still the four was a you know class of the field he's been faster than anybody every week i don't know what that's all about but i guess we'll get right to it you know we ran out of gas I really didn't know we were short on fuel, but we ended up uh, running out. And, and I know the 4 and the 41 ran out of gas also, and it sucks. You know, we it sucks that things ended up that way. But to be honest with you, I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not mad at Greg. I'm not mad at anybody. You know, that, you know you're going to race for 20 years, and you're going to have days like this you're gonna have races like that you're gonna have miscalculations and we got to run you know in this sport you know races are won and lost and positions are gained and speed is gained on just fractions of an inch and very small measurements and there's just you know you push everything from the way the car is made and how it goes through tech to the fuel mileage you push everything to the very breaking point and you got to gamble and be aggressive and sometimes those gambles are going to pay off and sometimes they're they're not and you know you're going to you're going to have these kind of things happen it's just the way it is i mean if i if it happened to me 10 years ago i'd be complaining like a spoilt brat but you know i'd be throwing everybody under the bus but i don't know i don't i don't feel like that today i uh i enjoy you know i think greg is a huge influence on our performance and he he wants to take responsibility for what happened uh, you know and that's I don't want him to do that we make decisions together he's got more than you know he's not the only guy up on that pit box helping him understand the fuel mileage and make all these decisions so I mean we we make these choices together um, but he's he's feeling pretty bad about what happened I mean he's gonna pick himself up and we're gonna get on down the road and go to Dover and try to do what we have to do but I'm not mad at him, and I'm not, you know, I, he is a huge reason why our performance is 
better this year. I mean, I don't know how this past weekend's result affected our average finish, but before this weekend, our average finish was as good as it's been in my entire career. I mean, I'm competing and performing and running on a consistent basis better than I ever have. You know, I, I'm proud of, you know, the year we've had. When you make a change, when you change such a powerful player in a team like the crew chief position or the driver position or the lead engineer, it's going to have an effect. What you want it to be is seamless. And you want to always improve that position. If you change the driver, you want a better driver. If you change the crew chief, you want a better crew chief. You don't want to move laterally or go or regress, you know. And I felt like that when, you know, when I told Steve Latart this, when he was going away, I said, I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight. I said, we, you got to help me find a better person than what you are. you got to help me fill this void. And make, you got to let me know what you think about the guy coming in. He's got to be as good or better. And uh, I feel like we've done that. And I know that, you know, Greg's going to learn. He's going to go through these growing pains, and he's going to be a star. He's going to be a superstar in this sport, you know. So he'll learn from today. He'll put this in the notes. He'll never make that mistake again. And, you know, we'll never make it to get together. So it's, uh, it's a tough deal. I feel bad for Greg, but at the same time, he's a grown man. He can handle he knew what he's getting himself into, and he can handle this situation. So we're going to move forward. We feel like we got a good enough team and to go to Dover and do what we got to do to make it to the next round. So let's go do that. <sighs> Put it in the rearview mirror, folks. It's over and done. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it now. Let's go back to work and get our <laughs> done and go on. I'll see you all in Dover. Hope you enjoy the download. All right, that's Dale Jr. Uh, here on Dirty Mo Radio. Appreciate his comments as always. With Amanda and Mike, I'm Taylor. That's stunk. I mean, there's no other way of saying it, man. That was it was a really disappointing finish, and uh, appreciate very much Dale Jr. explaining as he always does uh, how things went down. And I do. Uh, I hate it for the team, and I hate it uh, for Greg and and all the guys that that they ran out of gas because that's the last thing anybody wanted. Yeah, that not only is it the last thing anybody wanted, that's the one thing that couldn't happen. Yes. And it also is the one thing that, unfortunately for us, is the most avoidable. You know, you can always just, even if it doesn't fit your strategy, you can always just pull her in there and put more gas in it. Uh, and so tell us how it, it happened, did. Mike, because you were there. Yeah, we made two big mistakes. There were two big mistakes. And the first one, it actually happened before the uh the, the last pit stop it happened the pit stop before that we didn't get enough fuel in the, in the car it was two tire pit stops on the last two stops and uh, didn't get enough fuel in the car didn't realize it. it 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 obviously factored over the fact that even when they put the fuel in the car the last stop which was at 212 it wasn't full there were three tenths of a tank missing uh didn't realize it at the time and so therefore it ran out two laps shy that was the first mistake. The other one is about tires and what really should have happened. And then in hindsight, like, basically they guessed wrong on how everybody else was going to pit. Uh, in hindsight, and this is where it's really easy to sit there and go back and say, this is where you messed up, where you didn't. But they should have taken four tires on that last stop and not two. Because that was basically a full 86 lap 
87 life. I can't remember what it was specifically, but it's a full run. They put four tires on Dale's car at lap 160, and then they that was the left sides that Dale ended the race with. That's almost half the race. So you put four tires on with about 85, 86 to go, and that gives you an opportunity to either not pit, which they didn't pit uh, under the last caution, or maybe come down and take two tires. But they guessed wrong. And it, and it didn't work out. And uh, so not only was, <laughs> at the time, you didn't know that you were short on fuel, but uh, not only were you short on fuel, but new tires were going to just swallow you up. And uh, that's what happened. Dale should have finished 12th. That's where we kind of were. That's where we netted out. In fact, if you count the fact that other, gar- other, other cars guys were running were, out, were running so out you know, 10th, he may yeah. have gotten into the top 10 there. Yep. But as it turns out, we run out of gas, and that's the one thing that couldn't happen. And let me tell you something, Taylor. Everybody was just devastated. I mean, like, Dale was upset. I was upset. I, I'm still – I mean, listen, the fans that are upset about it, we're with you. Everybody was visibly upset about it. Uh, Greg certainly was. And uh, But it took a man named Dale Earnhardt Jr. to kind of rally the troops and get everybody everybody's head back because he says, listen, guys, we win together, we lose together. And, and he assured that team that – there's nobody else I'd rather go racing with than you guys. Let's just make that clear. Did that happen in the hauler? Where was that? That happened. That's been happening for the last 24 hours. Uh, that's been happening uh, after the race. It's been happening. Clearly, he's walking to the tree stand and he's still talking about this. Which, by the way, let's get to the real point. What are the chances that he shoots a deer today as he's laying his thoughts down on the way to a tree stand? I would hope so. <laughs> I think he's pretty much assured himself not uh, seeing anything this morning. But here's the thing about it. And I've really had to think long and hard about this. In this day and age, we want to see people get knocked down, especially if they screwed up. It's not enough that they feel remorseful. It just seems like, you know, we have to see the jugular. We have to go, you know, they, we want people to feel how bad they screwed up because it's affected my life. But this chase format does not allow for that right now. We don't have time to sit there and ponder on this. And by think, the way. How do you think Kevin Harvick's team feels yeah, after two straight? And, and, and what's more. We haven't lost anything yet. Yeah, they're still we're, in the top 12. We're absolutely in this thing. So we don't have time to sit there and throw rocks at Greg. We don't have time to sit there and take blames and point fingers. We've got a championship when we're still very much in this thing, and that's where the mentality's got to be. We screwed up, but it's not over. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I mean, uh, right now, a point in, a point ahead of uh, Kyle Busch, a point behind Jamie McMurray, who's in 11th, 11 points behind Jeff Gordon, who is in 10th, obviously winning at Dover takes care of everything. Uh, But uh, certainly if this team finishes where it should have in Loudoun, if it finishes there in Dover, uh, it has the kind of competitive car it had in Loudoun, then there is nothing – you're right. There is absolutely nothing to worry about. If this car comes off of the hauler on Friday the way it did in Loudoun in qualifying and in practice, if it goes through the entire race the way it did in Loudoun, and finishes there, like Dale Jr. said, running in the top five all day, then there's nothing to worry about. Now, it's easier said than done, but if the if the same, if same you can have the same kind of competitive performance in Dover, there is nothing to worry about. Yeah, what you've done is you've eliminated any chance of having mistakes or, you, you know, you can't have that happen. You can't do there, what happened no yesterday again. Error. No. There's no room for error. And, and I'm, you know, you said, and you said it best, what happened is the one thing that couldn't have happened. And I know Greg feels terrible about it, and everybody feels – I mean, like you said, everyone associated with Junior Nation, whether you're on the team, you're an employee, or you're a fan, whoever you are, you feel, uh, you feel terrible about it. 
Mike, is there something that needs to improve in terms of managing a race? I would say no because of what Dale Jr. just said. I, I think it's fair to ask the question. I would say no because of what Jr. just said. It's the best average finish he's ever had in his career. Uh, but Steve Letarte, to me, was a masterful points crew chief. And I say that because in 2011, 2012, and 2013, basically what you see in the chase is the format they use the entire season. Points racing mattered the entire year, those three years, and he was outstanding at it. Uh, You need that kind of mindset in the chase now. Obviously, winning gets you into the next round, but if you don't win, a la Ryan Newman last year, or a la Dale Jr. two years ago, then you have to have a great finish every week. You have to manage... You have to get the very best out of your finish possible, and Latart was phenomenal at that. Does anything need to improve with this group? Well, Latart was phenomenal with that, probably because he made his own mistakes through his career. We've got to remember, Greg Ives is still in his first year, right. and you're going to make mistakes. And I think Dale Jr. speaks to that. Is that did anybody think that Greg was going to come in here and not make mistakes? It's going to happen. It just happens that. Greg is happening to do it in a high-pressure situation and in front of everybody, yeah. a lot of eyeballs. Steve Letarte's made his mistakes. The great strategist that he is, he's also screwed that up himself. And, and you learn from those mistakes. To answer your question, what has to happen, what needs to improve is that Greg needs to learn now what not to do in these situations. If you ask me, and, and again, it's very easy to do it in hindsight, we were not in a position to where we needed to gamble. Like if we were in 12th, say we, say we made our bed. What happened is we made our bed at lap 212 with that pit stop, and we did two tires, and we realized pretty quick we were going to get It cost up. five, six We were going to get Sabats, chewed up. Yep. And we, came, we, we gave up third, third place. We came in. We came out 18th, okay? There was a bunch of different strategies going on. There were some cars that stayed on the track and didn't pit at all. There were some that pitted and just took gas only. There were some that took two tires. We took two tires. When it was clear that we made our bed, we also could have just said, you know what, we're, we're close on fuel. We screwed this up. Let's just come in here and get out of here with a 12th place finish and make sure we get it to the end. Because if we finish 12th, or if we even finish 15th, we're still, we're, we still go to Dover with a, with a cushion. And we don't, you know, we're not one point in front of Kyle Busch in the cutoff line. And so I think managing that and understanding the big picture we didn't need to gamble. Kevin Harvick needed to gamble. Yeah. Kevin Harvick needs a win. So we're not in the same situation. I just don't think we were in that uh, situation to where we needed to push it, push the fuel limits. We should have never been in the situation to miscalculate. To Again, I think it's fair to ask the question. My answer would be I, I'd try to be honest. And the honest answer is he's statistically having one of the best, if not the best, seasons of his career in terms of where he f- average finish. So – you do have to consider that. If you're going to scrutinize Greg, you have to make sure you tell the whole story, which is all year they've had consistent performance in terms of average finish. So yeah. it's a good response, I think, by Dale Jr. But let's go through the race here, Amanda. Let's let's start uh, on lap 190. Dale Jr. is in the sixth position and is having a conversation with Greg. Do you fix, if you work on it and just make it looser in without help the center, I'm going to be in big trouble because I'll have to bring the track bar down, and then that'll hurt the center even worse. So he has to hit the center here. I like the rounds in the right rear. Maybe go back on that air pressure, put the air back in the right rear. Do go, you know, half of what you did on the air pressure and put some rounds in the right rear. I don't know if we put that air back in the right rear or not. If we did, take half of that out maybe. 
I don't know. Still takes off okay. If we pit here, we're only doing right side tires. If we pit, the determination. And that was uh, obviously the back and forth that they were having there. I can tell you this. Uh, they ended up pitting for two right side tires and made adjustments, and boy, did they work. And the restart, too. That's another thing is Dale yeah. Jr. was really, really good, especially on the, an even when he was an even number, if you were, right. if you will, uh, and went from sixth to fourth to second. Uh, the red flag when Danica and Reagan – uh, had their accident, and Danica's car was in shambles, and so was Reagan's. Uh, Junior did uh, restart in the second position. Yeah. So he put up, he'd make well, up four spots out there. And yeah, I mean, he was starting on the outside. If you were on the outside, you could just really get that jump and carry that speed into the turn and just pass anybody that was on the inside. So that's why he went he he went immediately to the second because he was restarting fourth. When he restarted on the inside, it just you never yeah. could get that. You just yeah. hope to not. You just hope to lose one spot and no it's more. It's crazy than that. how that yeah. works uh, out at so many different tracks nowadays with these restarts, uh, and it certainly worked to his advantage there. So caution comes back out, and he is in third position. And Junior talks about starting on the inside. And starting on the inside is hard to do on old tires, especially. Being that first guy, everybody's got to jump on you. Yeah, ten four. Quickie yellow, Greg. Okay, we are right at our window, so we uh, we got to pay attention here. Obviously, that is that, where that. things went downhill. Uh, it actually went down on the on the clip before that because what we didn't know then but know now oh, is that fuel. that's where the fuel did not did not actually all the, get all the way in. And you think, that, okay, there's several reasons why that could happen. I mean, one, you've got the right side jacked up. If you remember what Latart was really good at last year is that he would say, leave on me, leave on me, don't leave on the jack because you know what, you got that that car jacked up and so you're not getting everything in the fuel so when they jack down don't leave on the jack leave on me because they're getting that extra fuel and filling it up that's why that didn't happen this past week and he so that happened on lap 190 that that, that's when that happened what about uh at lap at lap 210 did it happen again they may have actually gone two stops without getting it completely full which would have obviously lend to the fact that he ran out. Makes sense. It wasn't even that, – that was the weirdest thing is that Greg wasn't telling Dale to save fuel. He did like for a second during the, the final caution, and Junior was like, oh, really? What? Is that right? And, and so – but it never came across uh, the, the radio channel like, hey, be saving. We're close. It just – it was a miscalculation. So they got right side tires and fuel at lap 210. They actually did restart to 17th, but uh, as it cycled – through and, and got back up to 12th, Mike, but, uh, man, that was a killer. That was, it wasn't the big blow, but it was a blow that certainly probably ended up costing them six or seven spots on the track. You knew that or there, there were a bunch of cars that stayed out. I mean, again, there was it's so weird when you got all these people uh, doing their own strategies, but basically you, you're, you go the whole race setting yourself up for the last stop, and you hope to not have to take four tires on the last stop. You hope to take four tires – on the stop before that, so you can, so you can take two or none, and get the track position. Um, but we were on old tires. That, that's the one thing that's just like this just did not work out well for us, and you kind of knew it at this point. Let me, on behalf of Junior Nation, try to describe what was going on right now with fans. Maybe some of you were listening to the radio chatter. Maybe some of you were on Twitter trying to follow different people to see what was going on and or certainly you were watching the race. No matter how much information you had at your disposal, you were in shock. You were, you were confused. You were bewildered. You were, how, what, what, ha- wait a minute. Ten minutes ago, we were second. What happened here? 
that's what you were thinking. How did this all and, – and certainly you've done a good job, Junior's done a good job of trying to describe how it all happened, but still there was mass confusion with fans, I can tell you that. And, and you can simplify it by saying this. I think we thought more people were going to just take two tires uh, on that pit stop on, uh, uh, during the eighth caution lap 212, and they didn't. And we didn't think as many people were going to take four tires on the ninth yeah. caution. We thought there would be more people staying out, and they didn't. Everybody came in and took four tires. So they, they uh, restarted 17th, got back up uh, to 12th, and here is uh, Greg about that run. Okay, you got back up to 12th there, so we're going to stay out. There's three, four, three cars, four cars in front of us that we're going to be able to make it like we were. Yeah, that don't really matter. How many behind us before new tires are going to be overtaking me and sending me back to 12? There's 25 cars on the lead lap. We're 12. Yeah, how many do you think will stay out? Give me a cushion. I think six are going to stay out. Those other guys are going to have to come and pit. That's the kind of information you need right there, Mike, because um, you, you have to know if you're going to get freight trained. Well, but if you go before that, you, you can see right here, Greg says – uh, there's three to four cars in front of us that were going to be able to make it like we were. It was nowhere on his radar that we were short on gas. He thought that there are other cars in front of us that are going to be able to make it now that this caution is out. And obviously that's the part that's really the most frustrating uh, because we ran out of gas with two laps to go. We thought we were good at this point. So in hindsight, yeah. In hindsight, I would have liked to come down and got some tires uh, here. You know, it's funny. Joey Logano finished third. And I went back and I was like, how did he finish there? What did he do? He took four tires on that 212 pit stop, and he took four tires on that pit stop. He took four tires on both of those, and then I don't know where he restarted. It had to have been you know, somewhere back in the teens or maybe even 20th. But at that point, he just could mow them down and then wait for the people to run out of gas that ran out of gas, and he finished third. That's yeah. the way to do it, I guess. It's just crazy how it all worked out. Uh, fell back, uh, started seventh uh, on that restart at 2:42. Fell back to twelfth, and then fell and then ran out of gas with three to go and finished in 25th position. So Matt Kenseth and Denny Hamlin are in the next round. Yep. There are ten more spots available. Carl Edwards, by the way, his team is in the best spot uh, with Joey Logano tied for the most points of drivers that have not clinched a spot. Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, all those guys are in really good shape. Truex, Jeff Gordon round out the top 10. McMurray's 11th, and again, Junior is in 12th, one point behind McMurray, one point ahead of Kyle Busch, who did not have a good day in Loudon. Paul Menard is also one point back. Yeah, Harvick is 23 points behind Dale Jr. for 12th. In other words, again, probably has to win in Dover in order to get to the next round, and Clint Boyer absolutely has to win to get to the next round. So here's what you got for Dover. You know that uh, Jimmy Johnson's going to be Jimmy Johnson at Dover. Yeah, you know Kevin Harvick will knock anyone out of the way. He's got to. Uh, he will be uh, a man on a mission. Kyle Busch. Is in the same, but like, just think if Kyle Busch had not wrecked in this past uh, race, then we're sitting 13th. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got Kyle, you've got a lot of things that are going to happen in this Dover race, and we've got to come out unscathed. We've got to come out with the same speed that we had at New Hampshire, 
which was a bright spot. I'll tell you one thing. That car was fast. I mean, it was. It, it came out. It, it was a top three car. Yeah. And uh, that is what's most frustrating. But it's also the reason why you can live on and, and say, uh, you know what? We're going to be uh, – at least we got speed. We've got our speed. We've been looking for that for the past month. We got it. They showed up, uh, and we just had a strategy backfire on us. Well, listen, I think that, it, again, I'll say what I said at the beginning. If you, kinda, if you have that kind of speed on Friday, uh, the first round of qualifying did enough to get in. It was kind of cra- – it got oh, a little scary there close. at the end. Yes, it uh, was. But the second round of qualifying was great, and then obviously uh, started the race 11th and – if Dale Jr. is going to start anywhere near the top ten, I think all of us are pretty confident yeah. with the kind of day that he's going to have because we've always said this. He's just such a great racer. Yeah. You know, on Sunday when the green flag drops, you know that he's going to pick up some spots. So, look, if if they have a similar – if they have similar kind of speed and a great entire weekend, then I think all of us are confident that yeah. no we'll room move for on error. to the next round. No room for error. It's time now for Reaction Theater. Today we probably need to gift – our angriest <laughs> caller, a pair of earbuds, or that Bluetooth speaker. We need to cheer up and motivate Junior Nation. Plus, don't forget, you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Junior Signature 88 Shades. This includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Once you're ready to check out, enter discount code Nationwide88 and get 20% off of that purchase. Here we go. You ready for this? No. Earmuffs right now. God. trying to hand this thing to JGR? I mean, on another note, that was a hell of a good car. Definitely a possible race-winning car. You know, we had a good car a year or two ago at Dover. I hope we bring something similar because we're going to need it. That little tiny one-mile track scares the hell out of me, but come on, guys. Who's next? <laughs> I know Junior says that they're a team, win together, lose together, yeah, yeah, yeah. My problem is this. When a driver is able to save fuel, he gets all the credit. When a pit crew screws a driver and not put enough fuel in, they should take the blame. This pit crew has got to get their act together. They're killing Junior, and if things don't turn around, they're going to be out after next week. I, I don't know what more I got to say. I've been sitting here since the race ended. I'm stunned, just stunned. Well, I, Junior said at the beginning they're taking more credit than Junior even thinks they need to. And that's important to know. I, I, I know it may not satisfy people completely. I mean, I get it. But, but trust me on this one. And I was there. I mean, I'm not at all these races. I, I was at this one. Everybody was taking full responsibility for this. I mean, and Dale Jr. has done a good job of reminding them, hey, guys, you know, we're in this together. Let's not let's not beat ourselves up. We still are, are very much in this thing. So who's next? For that guy to be an engineer, he's a moron why you don't pit you stay out when you're running 12 with 63 to go then you run the damn car out of fuel i don't even know where the hell dale jr finished this is i could call a better race than this and i just sit on my couch and follow the information throughout the race get some math skills engineer man you know what's interesting about this taylor i think he would need that in order to be qualified for that job i tell you man you know we saw uh if you watched any college football games over the weekend you saw some uh college football games completely get affected by coaching decisions there especially in the fourth quarter and you know as you as you get down to crunch time and i'm gonna just tell you 
It takes some balls to sit it's up there hard, on that pit man. box it's and make hard. those calls. It's not easy. No, I tell it's you what. It's not easy. It's easy to stand on your couch and say that the engineer needs math skills. I mean, for God's sake, don't you think he's got some? Yeah. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. Look, I'm not. there's nothing I can defend about it. Uh, it was a bad day. Everybody feels awful about it. Who's next? If I hear anyone being disappointed about the fact that we finished 25th and be oh, you know, fuel mileage and all this. You know what? We had a great car. We had a great driver. We had a great crew behind everything. You know what? We gambled. But you know what? It didn't work in our favor. So instead of being grumpy and upset about it, you know what? I'm looking at the positive. Hey, we finished 25th. If we finished 26th, guess where we would be? 13th in points. Fighting to get back into the top 12. So you know what? I'm not stoked about it. I'm not proud of it. But you know what? Hey, it could be worse. Dale, yeah. Well, you'd actually have three people tied for 12th, but anyway. It could be it, <laughs> it could be worse, and that is true. But I think all of us would like to have a few days to fume. And then we'll move on to Dover. At least I know everybody yesterday needed to get it yeah, out of their system. But, but don't you think that's fair? I mean, like, I'm not faulting sure. anybody. It, it, listen, this is weeks people think we're sugarcoating and everything. Yes, man, or whatever. Listen, it's fair. I, I get it. Uh, it. There were mistakes made. It, it, nobody's denying that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people vent different ways. And it's a reaction theater is a good place to do it. Yeah. Who's next? Are you freaking kidding me? Do they actually pay Greg Ives to do his job? <laughs> you have one of the five fastest cars on the track all day. But yet you stay out instead of coming and getting some gas to make sure you make it to the finish. Finish 25, number 12 in the chase now. If we don't make it, they need, I don't care what they got to spend. They need to bring speed with our back. Thanks. I don't know. You'd have to get him off that golf course. He, you would have to make Latart the crew chief, but guarantee him at least four days of golf a week. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> I don't I think, think so the man either. Is, <laughs> I think the man is living the dream now. Who's next? Top five car, finished 25th. Genius. Genius. I sure as hell hope that rental car y'all are using to leave the racetrack has gas in it. Wouldn't want you to run out. That's pretty funny. Well, it had gas. That's pretty funny. It did. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Mike Davis made sure of that, huh? Yeah. Who's next? Hey, guys, so what's the deal going to be? This week we're not going to talk about Loudon because it was so lazy. Let me tell you one thing. This is not going to happen to us. We are not going to be eliminated in the first round. So let's all get our heads together and do a little bit better next week. Thanks. Let's have a great week. Hell yeah. That's I good attitude. I think she's on the same page as us. Yeah. Who's next? I don't know what the hell you guys did to screw up what was turning it out to be a, a good day, running in the top five most of the day. Unfreaking believable. Now he's only one point up to make it to the next round of the chase. Well, hopefully you guys don't screw it up next week and uh, we move on to the next round. On the other hand, congratulations on a good weekend for Junior Motorsports with two top fives uh, with Reagan and, and Chase. Taylor, Mike, I'm going to make the prediction. I'm going to Talladega in a couple weeks for the first time, and Junior's going to win the race at Talladega. So let's go to Dover next week and have a better freaking finish so that we can move on to the next round. Dale, freaking yeah. I like the frickins. Frickins are good. Yeah, Amanda appreciates those. I know. It's less work. Yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling I know what's coming next. Take it away, my man. Today wasn't what I would call a fantastic day, but I don't know what everybody's all upset about. We're still in the chase. No, we didn't lose the chase today. We're still in it. Damn. As far as I'm concerned, uh, we're still... Oh, 
pushing. You got this. Keep pushing. You got this. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> That's my smart ass son. <laughs> one every week i wish we could uh and by the way i do see the twitter handle at sloppy yellow oh so that's a thing i have seen it out there i see a bus that looks like it's got the great state of texas flag all over it uh so follow if you wish at sloppy yellow Yellow. i think we got to give it to the guy that uh, the rental car guy. I thought he was pretty. Funny. I like that. I, I, I'm good with that. I think Taylor and I actually agree on on our votes this week. Yeah. That okay. was good. There you go. Reaction Theater is open 24 seven. All you have to do is call toll free one eight five five seven four zero nineteen zero two. Leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. All right, welcome to Takes a Nation. Listen, you know, once a month I like to have our store merchandising, licensing people in to talk about, you know, stuff that we've got out there for sale uh, for junior fans. And I'm joined by the lovely Kathy Earnhardt Watkins, who has been on Takes a Nation before, but I'm glad to have you back. Hi, Aunt Kathy. Thank you. I always enjoy coming and talking to you, Mike. Here's why I wanted to have you on. I was in New Hampshire this past weekend uh, with Dell, and I saw a lot of Dell Yeah t-shirts, the new shirts, the cool shirts. I think it's the best shirt that uh, is out there in, in NASCAR right now. It's the one with Dell Jr.'s glove, the skeleton glove, mm-hmm. sort of uh, serving as the Y in Yeah, the Dell Yeah shirts. And uh, I just, you know what, it just, it's it's so cool to see that. And then, you know, there were a couple of people that wanted Dale to sign them in the garage. And I uh, saw some Dirty Mo Radio hats. So I said, you know what, I want to get Aunt Kathy in here because I get a lot of questions about where you get the Delia shirts. Aunt Kathy, you can start right here in the Junior Nation store. Is that right? That's correct. You can always come to Junior Nation to get the best deal, the best pricing on all your Delia products, whether it be your Dirty My Radio hat or the new Delia shirt. I have a short sleeve. I have long sleeve. Oh, you do? And I have ladies styles in the Delia. Wow, I didn't even know that you had long sleeve. Yes, sir. Well, see, and, and it's almost winter, so it's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's time to go ahead and uh, throw those sleeves on. Mm-hmm. And you can do it with the Delia. And you've got the ladies cut because that was a big thing. I know the first week when uh, we uh, came out with this new Delia shirt, uh, the ladies immediately asked, hey, you got one for us, and the answer is yes, huh? It is. It's definitely yes, and we're trying to always offer, especially the Delia, those specialty tees that 
have things that aren't on normal t-shirts for the ladies as well because we know they are part of our big fan demographics absolutely i mean you got to take care of the ladies first anyway so they are uh, your shoppers that's right they are our shoppers and uh, and they like to represent uh i think better than the guys do uh, when it comes to their loyalty and their fandom of dale earnhardt jr uh, i'm especially excited about this shirt because we try to keep certain things kind of close and the gloves, as you know, the driving gloves that Dale Jr. wears is uh, special to him. He doesn't let them. Uh, we don't sell them. We will never sell them. And we're very careful even about designing. We've never, ever designed anything with the gloves on it. And so that particular mark alone is special, unique. You will never see it offered on just anybody's product unless it was designed and comes out of Junior Nation. And I even sent an email to Dale. I remember when we saw this graphic first, and I said, Dale, listen, uh, I really like this shirt, but I need, you, I need you to sign off on it because this is using your glove, and I know how protective you are of that. And uh, he loved the shirt. I mean, he was so uh, so excited about it. So, so when we see it out there, and when I go to the track and I see all these people wearing it, it just it's cool. And I I wanted to bring you on Dirty Mo Radio to first of all say thank you because you really pushed that along, and and also tell them that you can get that you can come to Junior Nation store if you're if you're not in the area. I get it. There's a lot of people that live all over the place, and uh, you can also go to shopjuniornation.com. Correct. That's correct. And also, you can still go at the racetrack and get them at the racetrack. I saw Ray this past weekend, and uh, he has those Dale Yes shirts uh, in his uh, Junior Nation souvenir trailer. So uh, it's really cool. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of other cool stuff in this store and on ShopJuniorNation.com. And I'm going to tell you something. I think a hot item right now is that Valvoline stuff, that throwback stuff. A lot of people love their throwbacks. You know, of course, when Dale Jr. wins in a special Mark Carr um it adds a little bit of extra to it, but that Valvoline, that throwback, it's sharp. Uh, that is sharp. I, I bought some for myself because I could relate to it back in the day, old as I am. Yep. Yep. Um, I love the Valvoline products. They did a great job in designing that, so I, I do have some Valvoline. Another brand that's been really, really done well and has some very unique art, unique designs is our Whiskey River line is always big and um, very interesting to fans. It's not racing, but yet it's still Dell Jr.'s Whiskey River. So uh, that brand alone has some very unique, cool designs and uh, shirts that you can wear to the racetrack. Well, I tell you what, if you are a junior fan, you need to come by and see Kathy Watkins, uh, Aunt Kathy as we call her. She's uh, Dell Jr.'s aunt, the sister uh, to the Intimidator. I think that means that she should have a little intimidator in her, but you know what? She's too sweet to intimidate. I don't. I, I think she's just too nice. Not if you'd have heard what my plan was in the beginning. Yeah, we, there's a little bit of a confession to make here. Okay, maybe we let's should air it. this out on Texan Nation. <laughs> let's hear it. I, <laughs> I, first of all, Mike Davis has always been very careful. He has included me in some of his pranks, but he's been very careful not to disrespect or embarrass me, and I do appreciate that. But I also know that he does such a great job and people enjoy seeing those pranks that I had thought of doing, having my friend that designed the Del Yeti do a caricature art of Mike in front of an old retro uh, microphone, Mikey D here on Dirty <laughs> Remote Radio, and asked Del Jr. 
to take that piece of art and of course Amanda was going to put cameras out everywhere and we were going to have Del Jr. go in there and throw that art down on Mike's desk and say, uh, what is this, Mr. Davis? Are you trying to make a dollar now on the <laughs> side or yeah. something like this? I see this T-shirt for approvals. and I like where your head's at. You're, you're, thinking, uh, you're I, thinking ahead. You're trying to get a little prank action going on, even if it was at my expense. I told Kathy, though, I'm like, this one is going to be tough because Mike can sniff a prank out from a mile away. Well, I was like, we would really have to think this one through. Well, let me tell you what happened, Amanda, because I don't even know if you know this. <laughs> But I'm at Aunt Kathy's office last week. I was about to, I was packing up, about to go to New Hampshire. I think this was last Wednesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. She loved this little graphic, this caricature so much that she pinned it on her board. She printed it out and oh. pinned it on her board. She also has some other funny little things around the board. And one of those things, not the caricature, but one of those things caught my attention when I was in her office. It was kind of a vulgar little thing <laughs> that I won't even say on the radio. But I was looking at it and I started laughing about it. And that's what made me notice this character. And I'm like, what is that below it? What is this? Is, and, and, and it was me in this like cartoony looking thing. And she says, oh, yeah, I was going to prank you with that. But I think she got so excited. You got to actually let the prank no, the, play out first day, before you go pin it day, up on your board. The day I pinned it up is the day after I decided I was not going to go okay. through with the prank. And so I just pinned it up on the board just to enjoy it then. It was just so random. I'm like, why is there a cartoon <laughs> character of me on your board where where is this coming from and i thought it was hilarious by the way i showed my little girl that and uh, i said what do you think of this and she says you look like a monkey and so I said, okay, well, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> well, and Kathy, thank you for joining Takes a Nation. I really appreciate it. We're going to have you on again. Uh, you know, as you get new stuff in the store, I want people to know about it because it's, uh, we, we got the best stuff out there. So, And if you can't find it at the store, call 704-799-4808, and we'll okay. be glad to help you right out of the Junior Nation store. Who should they ask for? Whoever answers that phone, that's the, that's the telephone number right in the store, and whoever answers the phone can help you. Fantastic. Thank you, Aunt Kathy. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 877-697-2246 or visit nationwide.com forward slash Junior Nation for more information. And don't forget, Nationwide is on your side. Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. Tomorrow, Kelly will have RCR driver Brian Scott's wife, Whitney, on Fastlane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White are back and have Mike Davis in studio with them on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. All right. Last week, Dale announced an extension to his partnership with TaxSlayer.com. TaxSlayer will return to Junior Motorsports for a seventh season. But get this, they're also sponsoring one cup race on Dale's number 88 next year for Hendrick Motorsports. Now, if you think about that, really cool. you do not see sponsors this day and age that committed to a driver. I mean, you agree with that, Taylor? Oh, there's no doubt. So, you know, if I'm a member of Junior Nation, and I am, I'm taking notice of that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, this Thursday, Dale will be at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta for a promotional appearance for the October 25th race at Talladega. Now, he's not in Atlanta on October 25th. I need to clarify that. He's at Atlanta this weekend for, at the College Football Hall of Fame, but he's promoting the Talladega race on October 25th. It's part of the Talladega Victory Tour. For tickets to that race, go to talladegasuperspeedway.com. By the way, when you're there, there's a special ticket package uh, for kids 12 and under, so check that out while you're on there. 
Chase Elliott and Regan Smith are still locked in a pretty tight points race in the Xfinity Series. As the races wind down, this Saturday's event will be on NBC Sports Network. Regan will drive the number seven Fire Alarm Service Chevrolet, Chase the number nine Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet, and Ben Rhodes the number 88 Alpha Energy Chevrolet. Sunday's Cup race, I feel like we need to do a big group hug when we even talk about this race at this point. But Sunday's Cup race uh, will be at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time and televised on NBC Sports Network. They will be in the number 88 Nationwide Chevrolet. Taylor, if you're the praying type, probably want to throw one to the man upstairs. Junior Nation, if you're the praying type, this is a good week to go You know, go ahead and uh, throw that up there because it's a big race for us. For Amanda, for Dale, for Mike, I'm Taylor. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. So, Amanda, that's another show in the books. But, you know, usually we do a little spy, optic, commercial, read, feel, whatever it is we do. But i gotta, I got to show you something. I, I want you to hear something. So, you know how Dale gives us audio up after every race? Yes. And he's off hunting. And so, you know, he was going to give us the audio and his take of the race. And we got it, obviously. We played it at the beginning of the podcast. But this is what we got first, and I thought this was pretty funny because he's sitting hunting. He's sitting there hunting with Martin Truex, and I'm sure he explains to Martin, "Hey, I got to do this audio real quick. He'll hold on. Let me just explain uh, what happened in the race, and then uh, we'll get back to hunting." This is what we received. Hey, race fans, this is Dale Jr. Post New Hampshire. I know y'all are upset. I just want to tell y'all to take it easy. Um, even though Martin went to Toyota, he's still. The Chevy guy at heart, everything's going to be fine. So, hope you enjoyed the download. <laughs> you hear Trace back there? What? What? <laughs> uh, if you didn't catch, though, that uh, Martin did an extension or he's re-signed. Yes, with, good uh, for him. Right, with uh, Furniture Row. And they've been so good in that car this year. But uh, I just thought that was hilarious. And so, there's a little insight. There's a little behind-the-scenes uh, comedy given to you by Dale Jr., and we'll also add the fact that uh, he's probably out there wearing spies because that's what he wears. And you can wear spy optics too, Amanda. How does it happen? Well, you just go to spyoptic.com and pick out your favorite signature 88 pair of sunglasses. Once you're at checkout on their website, enter Nationwide 88 and you're going to get 20% off that purchase.